Gotta lay a strong foundation, focusing on the process. You've got to make great decisions because it's in the beginning because it's so important. You can't think about the end result. We know we have to do it the right way. You work your hardest every single day. You think every detail matters, and you have 53 guys doing that together. That's how a team gets better, and what everyone really wants, that's how it takes care of itself. Rick, five breaths. Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Way to the media starts talking about yeah. the 49ers this offseason. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, they've already won the Super Bowl next year. I'm going to just crazy. I'll, I'll see you in two years. I love it, though. I mean, they're returning to greatness. I think that I should warn you. There's something about to change. We're standing at the border. So, yeah, we have a potentially big show today. Um, we have Matt Barrows from Sacramento B slash The Athletic, which Matt will explain uh, once he comes on. Um, we're hoping to get Matt. Um, there was a couple things that Matt might not be able to join us tonight, but we're hoping that he still calls in. And, uh, and then... Right after that, um, about 10 after the hour, we have Eric Branch, and he is from the San Francisco Chronicle, and he will be definitely joining us. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk a little 49ers, and hopefully uh, Matt will call in shortly here. So, um, so with that being said, you know, there, there's a couple things I'd like to start the show off with, and that is the emergence of Mr. Kendrick Bourne. Uh, you know, all indications, um, this guy is showing <laughs> great strides compared to even last year. Um, you know, he's very sharp out of his, out of his routes. Um, he's making all the catches, nothing's hitting the ground. Um, and he's, he's not just beating, you know, first-year you know, McFadden's or something like that. Um, you know, he's going against number ones and he's beating these guys. So, uh, you know, that's good to hear. I, I guess from the defense, it's not so good to hear. But, uh, you know, maybe. And, you know, I, I'm the person who, and, and we're going to get to this. I, I don't want to tip my questions off. But, um, you know, I have my questions about Richie James. 
um, which was a great last, you know, late pick. I have no problem with that. Um, and, you know, obviously, Dante Pettis. Um, I have questions about Dante Pettis. Um, you know, uh, too skinny. Um, great route runner, for, route runner from what I've heard. Obviously, can return kicks. Um, but we're going to get a little bit into that. Um, my question is, how many guys, how many wide receivers are going to keep on this team? Because you have, you have people that are going to try to make this team, obviously. You have the, the Stephen Dunbars, right? People that are, that are not being talked about. You know, Aldrick Robinson, where does he fit in this roster? I mean, yeah, you know, six years, uh, you know, that kind of veteran guy at this point. Um, you know, does he fit the system? Everyone's like, well, he could be a cut. Maybe he stays. Uh, Max McCaffrey, right? Uh, someone Dean and myself would love to see get a chance. Is he really going to get a real shot? Um, you know, and then we find out, you know, what was that, a couple weeks ago, Trent Taylor with the back surgery, um, just to clean up some stuff so it doesn't sound very serious. Um, you know, Marquise Goodwin, uh, you know, is he our number one right now? Um, I mean, there's so many questions. You know, Aaron Burbridge, you know, two years ago, he was such a important person to have on our special teams. Um, is he that important anymore, though? Um, you know, obviously, Victor Bolden Jr. with the suspension, you know, a lot of people think, well, he's going to be cut. Most likely he will be. Uh, Pierre Garçon, um, for one, from what I'm told, he's not a guaranteed roster spot. Uh, he's going to have to earn it. And, you know, obviously he he's at that almost potential of a superstar. But, you know, um, Kyle, you know, Kyle is very vocal about that. Everyone's going to have to earn the spot in how many wide receivers you keep. Uh, and then the cornerbacks, which we'll get to later. You, know, you have 13 cornerbacks on this roster. You know, and that's compared, you know, that's, you know, obviously cornerbacks and safeties and I'm talking about. Uh, but that's a lot. Uh, you know, how many? It's going to be tough, guys. It's going to be tough to crack this, crack this roster. And, yes, it's a roster that, obviously, at this point, a lot of people be, want to be on. They want to be part of this journey. And, you know, the question is, you know, what do you have to do to make a roster, right? Um, and from what we know, Kyle and his team um, do take a lot in practice compared to these preseason games. Yes, the fans want to see the preseason. Kyle's not one of those guys. He's kind of like a Jim Harbaugh almost. He he takes maybe thirty percent of that what they do in the, these games, and says I I don't I don't even care about that. Um, you know what can you show me in practice? What can you show me on, you know seven on seven, eleven on eleven, whatever it is. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, um, you know, for someone that we're going to have on uh, very shortly here, Cole Hukatini. You know, before he got hurt last year, that guy was catching everything in the preseason. Comes out, you know, uh, didn't dress for, I think, first two or three games. Comes out, you know, uh, only caught three balls, but it was three out of three. 
I mean, uh, he he could be a very favorable Jimmy target. I mean, so like I said, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting. Uh, you know, Dina, what's your thoughts on this wide receiver crew? <laughs> there's too many. <laughs> it's like, who do you uh, I tell you. There's, there's too many good ones, and I don't want to see one of them go. I really would just mm-hmm. rather keep them all. But I, that's what I hate when we get down to this wire to the preseason now is just knowing that mm-hmm. there's 30, 38 of them going. Is that, I think, 38, 32, whatever, leaving. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. You know, I've already like you have your favorites picked from the draft. You have your favorites picked from last season, and all of a sudden they're gone. And it's like it's, I mean, it's part of the game and part of the business, but it has to really suck for these guys. Yeah, it does. I mean, they're all up in the. Air. I think it does. You know, they're up in the air. Yeah, they're not guaranteed a job. They're all up in the air, not knowing. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No clue what's going to happen. No. Not at all. Not at all. So, I mean, you know, and that's an interesting part. And and let's talk about something that's happened um, over the last couple weeks Um, and what that means. And that is the extension of Lincoln Tomlinson. Uh, On Friday, he gets a three-year deal. Um, Obviously, they tip their hand with that one. Um, He is the starting left guard going forward. So, you know, you're, you're looking at, you're saying, okay, he's our left guard. I mean, you know, you don't sign someone to what, three years, whatever it was. What, what do you give out? Six and a half, seven mil a year. I mean, that's not a backup kind of, you don't give someone money like that to back up. No, um, he's guaranteed his. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you know, Matt was the one that, broke it that you know is a surprise cut Joshua Garnett and what do we know about Joshua Garnett okay we know that you know he came in uh, not what Kyle wanted last year uh, you know and then he gets injured in the preseason and then you know he comes in real good shape this year right real good shape and you know, they they were trying him out more at right guard. Um, just as far as OTAs, and this, it's kind of unfair just for the fact that you have someone that doesn't have pads on. Uh, they're not really getting physical, but they're kind of pushing around, so they're kind of seeing what the momentum is. Um, and, you know, it kind of showed, just from the little clips I've seen, um, you know, he really hasn't improved in that run game. Uh, he's still getting, kind of getting pushed back. Now, uh, obviously, you know, these were against ones and twos and that. Um, and maybe maybe it, it's a little, too, a little too, I would say, premature um, to say he could be a cut. Um, now, you know, you look – you look at some of these guys, right? You look at uh, some of the people we have um, that, you know, the question is, is it, you know, Jonathan Cooper. Um, Jonathan Cooper should take that right guard position. There, there's no – if I had to take a guess, my money's on Jonathan Cooper, okay? 
you know, Joshua Garnett, I would still keep Joshua Garnett. I would not cut him unless it came down to a numbers game on special teams or something. He's on a rookie contract. He's getting whatever it is, like 420000 this year, which is nothing. Um, you know, why not keep him? Uh, you know, I mean, it's interesting to see what they're going to do with that. And obviously when you're, when you're cutting your roster down, um, sometimes, it, yeah, it does become a numbers game. And at that point, you're you're kind of wondering, okay, um, you know, a lot of people, not a lot of people, I'm, I'm going to say Grant, uh, you know, thinks that Mike Pearson, person, would be second command uh, to come in uh, under a guard position. Um, kind of agree with them. You know, we got to see what, you know, we obviously, um, we have a couple guys that are rookies coming in. Uh, Coleman Shelton uh, from Washington. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, you know, is he better than Garnett? Eh, I don't know. You know, um, so we're going to find out. I mean, uh, yeah, could you have, you know, could you have someone that, uh, you know, everyone's probably saying out there, you know, you, ha- you still have Gilliam, Magnuson. Could they move over to the guard position? Absolutely they could. Um, you know, obviously those guys are more swing guard tackles if if a game situation would need it. And I think that's what they would they would want. Um, now, are those guys better than a Garnett? It would shock me if that was the case. It would really shock me. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, you know, the other thing that surprised the heck out of me, Dina, you know, everyone's talking about C.J. Goodwin. Listen, guys, this guy started in the Super Bowl, man. Kyle knows what this kid can do, okay? Uh, you know, and he did very well in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, came in on nickel packages. Um, you know, is he a threat? Here's, here's the comparison you, want, you guys want to look at. Okay, C.J. Goodwin, right? You want to look at uh, Tavares McFadden who can play the nickel, can play on the outside. Um, obviously, everyone saw Kwan Williams. I mean, we extended him, right? We extended him. That, you know, that, that was supposed to be his spot. He did very well last year. Um, but obviously, could get better. Could get better. And then everyone's, uh, you know, everyone thinks Jimmy Ward will probably win that spot. But you know what? Don't be surprised. Not Jimmy Ward, but maybe Quan Williams gets moved. I mean, it, it could be a possibility. I mean, they really like Jimmy Ward. I mean, a, a, anything's possible, guys, at this point. Anything is possible. Um, you know, uh, I don't know, Dina. Obviously, you, you know, you watch a lot of 49er news. Um, you know, would any of those be a surprise to you to move so? Move one of those guys? No, nothing would surprise me out of Kyle. I mean, Kyle Mm -mm. has a different thinking, and when he sees something that he likes, a strong point on somebody, he is always Mm -hmm. the first one to say, hey, let's try this, and then go and watch both and see which one he likes better. If he feels that he's stronger in a different position, then he's going to move him. Yeah. No, I mean, he transforms. If he he transforms these players sometimes, 
<laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. So, you know, um, and uh, just kind of going through a couple other things. Um, it was interesting that our, uh, one of our sister stations uh, over at uh, PFT reported this, uh, that the Patriots did shop Gronkowski. Only the teams they they trusted. Now, Detroit, Tennessee, Houston, San Francisco were those teams compared to uh, Mr. Breer. Um, you know, Dan, I, I know it's what if, right? What if. What do you think a Gronkowski would have done to this offense? I mean, would you have liked it? Would you have disliked it? I mean, what's your thought? I would have been fine with it. I would have been fine with it. It would give a little bit more veteran presence. It would um, give the guys. And you look how they look how they've all come around Sherman. You know, he's brought a lot yeah. to the team, and I think that's and Grant has that same personality, the funniness, the goofing off, all that stuff. So I think that he would bring just as much as Sherman does. Yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. I, I mean, it would be interesting. Uh, it would be real interesting if it happened. Uh, and, um, you know, obviously I try to get on Twitter every day. And, uh, you know, this week, uh, yeah, I'm just going to read my tweet. You know, I said I, I take it with a grain of salt. If someone doesn't put their name to it, I'm not going to really <laughs> – <laughs> you can't really believe, you know, this – but supposedly, supposedly, the 49ers asked about Dante Fowler Jr. over in uh, Jacksonville. Um, he was uh, – now, he they did turn down his fifth-year option, which is next year. Um, so the 49ers obviously would have to trade for him and then probably give him an extension, um, depending on compensation. Uh, listen, I – you know, Dante Fowler. Uh, you know, this guy, I think, is in the wrong system. Um, I think if he came over with the 49ers, he, he would be strictly a pass rusher. And uh, I, I think he would be a good fit. I think he'd be an upgrade, you know. I think he'd be an upgrade. I'd love it. I'd love I'd love the pickup. So, you know, that's my thought. Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, uh, me and uh, old, my old co-host Jeff, uh, we went to that draft. Uh, you know, Fowler Jr. He was the only guy that came over and kind of took pictures with all the fans and that. But I was like, hey, well, <laughs> nice guy though, nice guy. So, yeah, yeah. What's Jerry Rice thinking? Let's <laughs> mention it now. Really? You know, I like really, what he's Jerry? doing. <laughs> Yeah, he's showing. Lordy. He's showing that it doesn't matter how old you are. I uh, guess not. <laughs> guess not. He said, "Cap and all the rest of these guys can do it. I can do it too." That's yeah. right. Don't matter wow. how old he is. Wow. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But from a football perspective, he said, at his age, he still thinks he's, he can play in the NFL. You know, I wouldn't put anything past him. I really wouldn't. Yeah, okay, I when you have Terrell. Out, I, 
when you have Terrell Owens running, what was what Terrell running? Uh, yeah. 4.4? I still what don't was it he did? I, 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 Yeah, 4. I, four, I, I mean, he says like it. That. I don't know who saw it with him, but hey. It's hard to believe that he ran like a 4.52, I think it was, in the combine. And <laughs> now he's faster? No. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, he might it. be. He's got something to prove now. He doesn't know more about yeah. combine, but he's got something to prove now that he's not old. <laughs> he yeah, can that, still that do reverse it. Reverse psychology. Huh? Yeah, that, maybe. Uh, or maybe, maybe he's got an old stopwatch. Not working properly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know about that. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, I mean. Listen, I, you know, I, I'm a T.O. fan, and the whole thing on T.O. is, you know, I love the guy. Um, you know, he just made some bad decisions, and I still think, you know, like Derek and Jesse were saying a couple weeks ago, you know, it, it, it's his thing. You know, it's, it is whatever he wants to do, it's his, his call, but um, I, I, I think still regret it later. I, I think he will too. I think he will too. Mm-mm-mm. That's like uh, he opened up a, what was it, a barber shop in downtown San Francisco. Yeah, no, that was L.A. I think. Yeah, that didn't last too long either. That yeah, was a bad decision on that part too. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so it looks like uh, Mr. Barrows will not be joining us, unfortunately. But we'll get him on another time. That's okay. Um, just to go over a couple things we were going to talk to him about. Um, so basically, uh, Matt is leading the Sacramento Bee. Um, and as soon as camp opens up, he will be working for the athletic it's called. So, um, so yeah, he's worked for them for a while. So, um, there will be a switchover. Um, so if you see a new Twitter handle from Matt, don't freak out. Uh, he is still with the 49ers, just right in front of the athletic now. So, um, so yeah, there was a couple things there. Um, and obviously, uh, if you want to go check that out, uh, it's theathletic.com. If you want to go check out their stuff. Um, and... You know, we'll uh, we'll go over some of these other questions with Eric, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to see what's what's going to happen next. Uh, we have about a month until camp opens up. Um, I think July. Oh, what did I say? Yeah, actually, I think it's July twenty-six. I want to say. I don't know. I posted it. I should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, t- it's the twenty fifth. Twenty. Yeah, twenty fifth. Okay. 24th yeah. for rookies. Twenty fifth for vets. Twenty sixth yeah. they physically put on the pad. So, okay. Thank you, Dana. And uh, before Eric gets on, you know, we do want to talk about this, um, Mister Jalen Ramsey. Um, said that obviously 
that he was impressed with Jimmy. Uh, it was more of a scheme fit. And I got something to say about that. <laughs> uh, but this was his direct statement. Jimmy is good. I said that. But based off our game, only one wide receiver had more than 25 yards on us. And most of that came off one catch for 24 yards. Ramsey said he used his fullback and tight end for big games. Uh, play action. And the Harden game was also good at that game. That scheme. That sounds like a cop out. <laughs> okay, let's that let's review like this. a salty player. Yeah. Uh Jimmy Grapple was twenty one out of thirty for that game, two hundred and forty two yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Okay. Um and yes, he's right. Uh Kyle Ustek, he had five catches, seventy six yards. Um you know, he big game. Uh George Kittle had another big game, forty two yards. Marquise Goodwin, three catches, 37 yards. And it goes down and down. Listen, and what we said, uh, Kyle's system, it's not going to be, even though we love Marquise Goodwin, okay? And unfortunately, Marquise Goodwin got hurt that last game. But it's hard in Kyle's system for Marquise to get 125 yards in a game because everything is based off of uh, the zone inside read. And then play action and a lot of in-between stuff, and then you take your shots. Um, So, you know, this year, a a good game for Jimmy in that could be Marquise, five catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. That's going to be a great game for Marquise. Um, You know, even if we did bring, let's say, I know a lot of people want him. I, I, I'm not too sure about that. But if you did bring a, a Des Bryant, don't expect big numbers, guys. Um, once again, besides for Jimmy Garoppolo, um, you know maybe a couple of the running backs in the system. Um, again, you you know you talk real quickly about fantasy. It's not the guys you want because that's not Kyle's system. You know when Kyle was with Atlanta. Um, obviously Julio Jones was getting big, big chunks, big chunks. It was off play action. Uh, and I think Marquise Goodwin could get there. I don't think it's this year. I think it's more the following year. But um, you know, don't expect you know such a game player like him um, compared to Marquise, who Marquise is really developing uh, what Buffalo um, did not train him correctly coming in, and then obviously when Kyle got him, um, he was just starting to really learn his position, and that's why he got better and better through the year. Um, you know, but, uh, I mean, that's just basically, basically that's what it is. I think it's funny that Ramsey, which he's a top three cornerback. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, I believe it was the third quarter, I want to say, and they did a slant to Bourne. It was right on Ramsey, man. <laughs> I mean, he, and Ramsey tried to try to go for the pick, and, and nope, <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, he did splice him up. Uh, you know, um, you know, it, it's a scheme when you lose. But if they would have won that game, it would have been oh yeah, we knew what they were doing. No, that's not how it goes, Ramsey. Come on, man, be serious here. Be serious. 
Dina, you got anything else to say about that? Oh, it's just funny that he brought it up today because it's it's exactly what they said in the locker room after the game. I mean, it's funny that he's coming and bringing it up now because the players, they did it in the locker room. That was all said in the locker room by their players after the game that day. So for him to even come back on Twitter and start jabbing and talking, he's just salty. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, Ramsey, we'll, we'll see you down the road, dude. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, you know, another thing in the news was uh, something we up, brought up by Jesse, but we really didn't get too much into it. Who was the best team that the 49ers ever had? I think it's safe to say yeah. the 89 and 94 teams were our best, but you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the 94 team, but I know yeah. 89 was very special. Uh, there's no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Uh, 89, you know, uh, oh, man. Ooh. The Casanova of love, Mr. George Seifert. <laughs> oh, that was great. Or oh, Bossa Nova. I'm sorry, Bossa Nova. We all know that. We all know that. You know? You know, the 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 89, the, t- the two 90-yard touchdowns versus Rams on Monday Night Football, John Taylor, you know? <sighs> yeah. Ah, man. You know, uh, I mean, who who forgets, you know, Steve Young after knocking off Dallas? I mean, him basically taking a field lap around Candlestick. I mean, those are memories that will never go out of my head. Never. Ever, ever, ever. They're all special. You know, all of them are special. Um, You know, unfortunately, the only one I did not see live, like watching with my eyes, was 81. But um, God knows I've watched it enough. (laughs) You know? And, uh, you know, it's been a rough month with the whole Dwight Clark thing. Um, It's been rough. You know, um, you know, obviously you had that, and then, then you know your beliefs or your disbeliefs about obviously Ruben Foster. Um, you know, we'll find out what happens with that, and uh, you know, we'll find out. You know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, um. You know, uh, I don't want to take anything away from Dwight Clark, but our buddy Eric Wright, it's good he didn't shave his uh, nails that that game. <laughs> yeah. People, people got to buy him, man. I don't know. History might have changed. I don't know, man. The way that defense, the way he was it, man. <laughs> He got by. He got by Eric, man. I I, I think he keeps running. <laughs> it would have changed the entire history of the 49ers. Mm. 
We gotta get Eric on soon too. Eric, we're coming yeah, for that... you. Him and we Jamie. Are coming for you, Eric. Yeah, Jamie too. Man. Jamie's Jamie. just a kick in the pants. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's my that's my new family. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he's as you as yeah. family now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He that had a new true. family. I'm like, wow. I feel special now. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. So, yeah, we're going to, uh, yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, like I said, uh, yeah, a month, uh, put the pads on and let's go to work. And, um, you know, before you know it, uh sure. We'll have the Hall of Fame game already, and um, then on July, um, I, I do live in Chicago, people. This is why I'm doing this, and obviously, I used to be friends with um, some of the Chicago Bears because I used to work at a transportation company. So on July 17th, um, I will have new uh, inductee Hall of Famer uh, Brian Erlacher. That will be on the 49 years radio. Um, doing it for more is because I live in Chicago, but I also know Brian through the years. So, um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Wouldn't that be cool if we can get uh, Mr. Patrick Willis on at the same time? Talk about two people say, that dominate the linebacker. Oh, yeah. So you wow. get somebody opposite of him. Maybe we, we can know just put that feeler out there. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think Patrick's going to be there too. I mean, yeah, he, he's going to be there. He's going to be first ball, ball Hall of Famer too. So, um, yeah. yeah, to have those two guys at the same time, Ooh. could you imagine those those two as your middle linebacker? Holy crap! <laughs> oh, you know what I'd like to have on is like Derek Deese and the guy that he took out because Jesse told him to. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't, wouldn't that be awesome to have those two go at each other, Jesse, and let, Jeff, and let Jesse re- and let Jesse referee it? Oh Jesus! Yeah, right. Lord. Like Jesse, you're I'm the one who told me to do it. Yeah. Uh, those two are oh those two are clowns, man. Yeah. They definitely were, man. I mean, isn't it? It's like you realize how human they are, you know. You see him playing football only, and you never talk to him. And people think that they're just, like, these too good of people to talk to or whatever, but they're down. You've got no. Jesse's down to earth. you got Eric. you got Tony Parrish. you got yeah. Jimmy Winborn, Dennis, Jeff Garcia. They're so down to earth to just talk to. Randy Cross. Like, these guys Twitter, yeah. on Twitter with me and go back and forth. Me and Ian Williams. If you're in the football member, you saw it. During uh, basketball, oh, yeah. me and him were going back and forth until he realized <laughs> that I wasn't going for LeBron. And then he was like, "God, oh, hey, wait a second, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we were capping on, we were capping on a lot of things similar." But and he, you know, we were going back and forth there for a little bit, and then he realized that, oh wait, she's not going for Cleveland, she's going for. Yeah, so then he started kind of trying to try to get me on it, and I was like, it wasn't working. I kept coming back at him. 
So I mean, but it's kind of fun. So, like you know no, who the player is? Not how this is going down. <laughs> yeah, but you know who the the funnest player of this season is? I think as a player is um, Adrian Colbert. You've got to love that. Yeah, game. he is on Twitter. He's just chatting with all the fans. You say something to him, and he responds to it. Um, I mean, I tweeted him last week. Told him. I forgot what it was he said, but that kid, I mean, the fans love him. And that's what I said to him is, you, you know, you got a fan base of your own. You don't even need to be on the football team. you got a fan base of your own because you'll sit here and talk back and forth with them and stuff. And Absolutely. he's like, I got, and then I, and I told him, I said, you know, I appreciate like you as a fan. It's nice to have players that actually act like the fans matter. And he came back yeah, and said, right. much love. I'm like, wow, much love. All right, I got Colbert Club. <laughs> there but, we I go. Mean, he, there we go. Just again, he was mic'd up yesterday or a couple of days ago. He was mic'd up. He is the most enthusiastic player out there. He had those guys going. I mean, he was just and he was doing all of his drills and stuff. But he was just out there. Come on, guys, come on! And he was just bossing everybody around and everything. And then all of a sudden, he yells out, "Uncle Sherm." As, you know, and then the, they all get over there with him, and somebody else calls him Uncle Sherm. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to call me that because it was an older player, not young enough. <laughs> and I was like hysterical because he, over here is Adrian telling him, hey, no, you can't do that. And then you've got Sherman over here saying, no, hey, you can't do that. And it's all mic'd up. And it, it's just he's so easygoing. His personality is so outgoing. that, And he loves the fans. I mean, he he is one of the oh, players that like, you can tell he is definitely a fan. And you know who else is coming out of his shell along with him is Tart. Tart is getting a little yeah, he, out there yeah, on he's his been, now. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's been funky out there. And, you know, Kittle, Kittle and uh, Taylor and CJ, they all talk about wrestling and, you know, they're young. They like to talk about certain things. But you got CJ, I mean, uh, uh, Tart and, uh, and Pettis is even getting involved in there a little bit with those guys. So it's kind of fun to watch all these little rookies and, and last year's rookies all get together and kind of come together. And then you've got Joe, you've got Joe, Joe and McClinchy, you know, those two have got a good thing going. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> they really do. You see, you yeah, see their. Um, yeah, I mean, you see their. Uh, they do that word. Uh, what is it? I guess word phrase or whatever. A word picture. So it's a. Uh, who oh. was it? Uh, gosh, it was McGlinchey and Staley against Armstead and Buckner. Oh, hilarious to watch these guys trying to get each other to say words, and it was just. <laughs> I mean. You had to be. I I had to finally stop watching it because I was laughing so hard at some of the things they were saying to get the person to say what the word was. And Joe Staley and McClinch ended up winning, but it was funny because Eric was uh, Armstead was just having a hard time because he would get Buckner to get right there, but he just went and say the word completely, and the other ones sit over there just about falling off their seats because they knew what it was. I'm like, oh lord, these guys are comical. Yeah. <laughs> But they do a lot of that. They do a lot of that together, they said. They sit and after practices and stay longer and 
and interact with each other and just have a blast together. They do weekend barbecues together and throw the ball off the field. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Well, that's hey, we got Jimmy a little plug here. Uh, I was to say, Jimmy does that. He's always done that. On weekends, take some players and go play off of the field. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they're not getting too rough and get hurt, but, hey, let's just get them away from the field, get them all comfortable with him, him comfortable with him. No coaches around. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and chemistry. I mean, that's, how, that's yeah. where it starts, you know. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin chapter of the Niner Empire. Um, we have the Green Bay Invasion meet and greet. So anyone uh, who's going to this um, is, and since it's a Monday game, it will be Sunday, October 14th, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, there is $49 wristbands, including open bar, all-you-can-eat buffet, and this is, oops, oh, I'm sorry, this will be brats, hamburgers, wings, salad, desserts, and much more, um, and it is going to be at the 3B bar. Meet at the bar. Okay www.meetatthebar.com. So, uh, so yeah, we'll have that up on NinersRadio.com. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's open more than that, but for the three hours, all you drink and eat for 49 bucks, can't beat that. And then uh, Monday Night Football. And uh, October 15th, Monday night. So, uh, you know, hey, we've had Green Bay's number in the past, so, hey, why not, you know? Why not? Why not? So, so yeah. October so, uh, so far away. I know. Right? I can't wait. It. I mean, it's already, it's already halfway you know, to co- Christmas. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, we've done our Chicago shows, uh, you know, three years here in Chicago. And uh, they've been a great time. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, Chicago is in uh, the Bay this year. So um, so with that being said, uh, Green Bay was the spot this year. Uh, the Niner Empire, they know how, how to do this. Uh, we've been very thankful for um, people um, like Eric Branch, like Matt Miyoko, uh, Matt Burroughs, who, who've been out. And, uh, you know, they've, they've done their, um, came out and met with the faithful and, uh, the faithful really enjoy that. Um, obviously someone that, you know, you wait for their tweets every day and, uh, to confirm everything. And, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, uh, so right now, um, we are, uh, we aren't to, to have 49ers rare of the San Francisco Chronicle. And please welcome Mr. Eric Branch. Eric, how we doing? Oh, switch over. I'm doing Eric, great. Eric, how, how we doing? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, yeah, good, good, good. good. How, <laughs> how's everything going out there? 
It, it's good. Very uh, slow, relaxing uh, time of the year. Nice time for some, take a family vacation or something. So, yes, I'm completely de-stressed and everything. So, things are going great. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, let's start off, uh, you know, what do you think about the 49ers' plans to get a pass for us this year? Uh well, I, I that's the one thing you could look at in the off season and, and say they didn't adequately address. I think, you know, what they've said, and I think there is some truth to it, is they think they can generate a pass rush kind of by committee, and they're counting on, you know, Buckner to to finish off uh, some sacks he missed last year. You know, they, he, he's obviously a guy you can count on for some pressure uh, from inside, they're counting on Armstead to kind of stay healthy and take the next step in his development. Uh, you know, they're, they're counting on Solomon Thomas to, to do the same. Um, but, you know, when you look at, you know, guys, the edge rushers, uh, you know, the guys, the Von Millers, the Joey Bosa's, and, and you look at who they're going to have, um, you know, Cassius Marsh is, is one of the big outside guys. They're going to, you know, see what Eli Harold has, if anything, uh, Jeremiah Tashu. Uh, and, and so these are not household names uh, by any stretch. It doesn't mean they can't be adequate, uh, you know, and sometimes you don't, you don't need the Von Miller, um, you know, that you can, yeah. you know, cobble together, uh, you know, 40 sacks by just having, you know, Marsh have seven and Tashu have six and, you know, just yeah. do it that way. And so, you know, honestly, they did get better as the season went on last year. That had something to do with them actually having a lead, uh, you know. So <laughs> the, the opponent was an obviously, obvious passing situation, so that obviously behooves your defense, um, you know, and they can kind of pin their ears back and uh, and go as opposed to being uh, a one-in-ten team, you know, that uh, doesn't have that luxury. So, I think there are a lot of factors that go into it, but that's a long answer uh, to your question. No, no, it is, yeah. But I, I, I think in summation, uh, that is that remains a serious question mark, at least in in my eyes. And I think it's, you know, it's something. It's often said, in order to win in the NFL, you need to have a quarterback, and then you need to, you need to have people that can knock other quarterbacks down. And I, I, they clearly have solved one one part of that equation, but I think the second part, which is so vital in the NFL, is um, you know it certainly remains to be seen. Absolutely, absolutely. Now let's talk about that something that ever absolutely you're going. We're watching the NFL draft, and 49ers take that 59th and 74th pick and move up to the 44th pick. Everyone's thinking, great, who are we going to get here? And when they when they said Dante Pettis, now I thought you know Christian Kirk was still there from Texas A and M, you know, you know what have you heard that why they went with Pettis over with that pick? Well, um, I, I think you know sometimes because you look at the receiving core without Pettis as it was constructed, and it was kind of adequate, right? Um, you know, right. You could, you could say, okay, you've got Garcon. You know, Goodwin obviously um, took a significant step last year. Taylor uh, was, you know, pretty good as a rookie. And 
you're like, okay, that that's kind of okay. So this is, you know, we're moving up. Um, you know, why the wide receiver position? Because it, it didn't like, you know, as we just discussed, pass rush. You know, why not move right. up and get a pass rusher? And, and, you know, that's a separate topic. It wasn't a great draft for pass rushers, et cetera. But anyway, oh. it didn't seem to be a pressing need. And Pettis, they, like you mentioned, Kirk, there were a lot of wide receivers around that area that were still available. And so why why Pettis when you probably stand pat and, and see what fell to you? But, you know, Shanahan is very, very specific when it comes to offensive players, what, what he wants. You know, in free agency, what they did, you know, they've got Weston Richburg and Jerry McKinnon. Those guys, they highlighted, circles, identified, and said, that's who we want. That's really the only guys we want, you know, offensively. Right, exactly. uh, and they overpaid for them, which you have to do in free agency. Not a knock on them. It's just, you know, that's the reality of the situation. Uh, Shanahan viewed those guys as being – you know, just ideal fits for what he wants to do. And I think, you know, Pettis is the same way. Pettis, you know, we can just go by a little bit of what Shanahan said, and, and he thinks he can play all positions and, and do it quite well. A knock on Pettis that he's a little spindly, has a hard time getting off press at the line of scrimmage. Shanahan disputed that quite a, a ferociously <laughs> and, and said, no, that's one of his best attributes, Um you know, when he was asked about that perceived weakness uh, in, in Pettis. So I think he, um, this was a move certainly for the present in that, you know, you're bound to have some injuries, obviously. Um, you know, maybe Trent Taylor, while he was you know pretty good as a rookie, maybe they don't view him as, you know, the slot, of, you know, for the next five, ten years. Um, and also Garcon is over 30 coming off a, you know, a neck injury, which I don't think is going to affect him this year, but it's still, when you talk about neck injuries, uh, you know, that can alarm people. Marquise Goodwin has um, had, you know, upwards of you know, four to five concussions. Um, so I don't know how much that other stuff kind of factor, factored in long range, um, but it never hurts to kind of th- think in those terms when you look at picks. It's not just about 2018. Um, you know, the long term is, you know, Garcon's at an age where, you know, he could fall off a cliff, uh, you know, in, in a year now. So um, they, you know, clearly view Pettis as being, you know, a guy who's capable of being a very good NFL wide receiver and potentially a number one wide receiver based on, you know, where they traded up to get him. And, you know, you can make the argument they don't have a true number one, um, although Garcon's no. very solid. And that's something that I think we all can agree on is, you know, obviously since T.O. left, they haven't had one. I mean, they've had a bunch of great twos, great ones, even, you know, obviously the decoy of Randy Moss coming in. But, uh, you know, that number one still still lacks. And, you know, I, I'm with you on that, Eric. I mean, um, you know, if Garcon doesn't play up to potential, could you see him being cut? Maybe not, but – you know, at the same time, you know, um, if someone's outplaying him, um, which brings me to my next question is, you know, uh, everyone's been, you know, been keen on uh, what Bourne's done. Um, you know, what have you seen for, from him so far? I think let's wait till we, like, actually play in a game, like, you know, preseason game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, it's so, it's so often you see with scope position guys and, 
um, off-season practices, even training camp practices, uh, you're like, wow, you know, that, you remember that catch he had? And he is, you know, impressive just from his physical standpoint, and he stands out because the 49ers really don't have a high, any height to speak of at wide receiver position, and, and Borg right. is an exception to that. Um, so just physically, he kind of stands out. You know, he didn't do anything um, particularly special as a rookie, and I realize he's an undrafted guy, and he even just due to um, uh, his school's uh, you know system, he didn't really get to participate in offseason practices last year, and and so he was starting from behind. So the fact that he made the team and actually did you know get in games and make some contribution is you know not a small achievement, but um, I understand there's been some some press for him, and I, I just think uh, let's just kind of wait and see. I, I didn't see anything in off-season practices that indicated he is going to be some kind of 50-catch guy, but um, now that I said that, I'm sure he's going yeah. to be a 70-catch guy, right? Exactly. I think we need, just need to hold on. He's an undrafted guy um, who really hasn't done much in the NFL, so I think the fact that he's um, you know, had a few decent off-season practices when they were open to the media. Uh, we shouldn't make too much of that right now. Okay, okay. Now, obviously, uh, I mean, not to rain, not to <laughs> but, rain, not to rain on anyone's parade, of course. But uh, no, yeah. no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> uh, now, uh, obviously, the uh, 49er dot com uh, released uh, mic'd up with Richard Sherman. You know, first of all, you know, I want to know. You know, when the 49ers did sign Richard Sherman, obviously everything's over Twitter, but, um, you know, what were your thoughts? And, you know, really, how has he changed, you know, obviously a veteranship like Justin Smith at once time had that obviously we lacked for <laughs> for a long time since probably Justin has left us. Um, you know, what are your thoughts of him so far? Well, I've always kind of liked Richard Sherman, I've always thought he's been, um, you know, just from afar um, Mm -hmm. because we never, we would always request conference calls with with Sherman for obvious reasons before the Niners played the Seahawks through the years. And um, I think for obvious reasons, the Seahawks didn't want Richard Sherman to talk for fear of what he might say (laughs) leading up to those (laughs) games, which were quite spirited, you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. So we never got to talk one-on-one. So my impressions were more of, just like any other fan. And I, um, you know, I, obviously there are the moments, uh, you know, the NFC championship game with the, the, the Crabtree and, and Aaron Andrews and all that, where you're like, Oh, he's a crazy man and he's a trash talker and he's a jerk and uh, all that. But, you know, he's really thoughtful, um, you know, just speaking out about uh, uh, social issues, you know, particularly uh, the last couple of years of that's uh, you know, been part of the NFL discussion. Um, and obviously it's been, you know, well-documented, a Stanford guy and, and just smart. And, you know, he, he really does have something to say. Um, and as known as one of the smartest guys, you know, regardless of position in the NFL, just as it pertains to X's and O's. So um, I've always, you know, felt fairly highly of him. Obviously he's been an excellent player. Um, so it hasn't, you know, the fact that he came in and, you know, really assumed the leadership role, I think was just almost natural just because there isn't another guy. It's not like he has to worry about, oh, gee, I don't want to step on this guy's toes. I mean, Navarro Bowman, right. you know, 
you know, Patrick Willis isn't. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, it's just there is a leadership vacuum over there. Not that, you know, DeForest Buckner doesn't command some respect in this early stage of his career. I mean, there are guys um, that have some leadership ability and kind of the stature where people will listen, but, uh, you know, nothing like Richard Sherman. So even though the fact that he was new, uh, you know, no one else has any all pro uh, you know, seasons to their name like he does. And right. probably, even though he just arrived, no one knows the defense better than Richard Sherman. This is what he's done his entire career, uh, right. you know, seven-year career in the NFL. Um, so I think all those factors just contributed to him, you know, being able to take charge, even though he's not been able to actually practice. Um, but, you know, he – he truly, you know, on the field, it was striking. You know, the first off-season practice open to the media, I think we all wrote that day, you know, or the day, the next day, the same, you know, theme, the same story, the theme being, you know, yeah, Richard Sherman is not practicing, but, boy, you know, he is an, a big part of this team already. Just in the way yeah. he was a coach. You know, he really was a coach just as much as a secondary coach Jeff Halfley. Um, you know, just showing guys take, you know, really detailed stuff that he'd take guys aside and be showing them, you know, just specific movements, you know, as far as, you know, whatever it was, shadowing the receiver or whatever. So, um, and then, you know, off the field, he's, you know, I don't think anyone has made the money Richard Sherman has in his <laughs> career. So he, he's footed the bill for, you know, various activities, whether it's go-kart racing or just dinner or, or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's been, been something that's needed. Obviously, so far, so good. However, he's 30, uh, coming off a torn Achilles and another minor sure. procedure to his other Achilles. So if he can't play anymore like Richard Sherman, then um, I don't think the Niners have gambled a lot, given his incentive-laden contract. But it right. will not be viewed, you know, obviously, you know, if he can't play anymore uh, like he could it, it, or he can't approach that level, then, you know, it's not a good signing regardless of the money figures. Um, but, you know, I think given the fact that he does bring those intangibles and that leadership and if he, if he can kind of get to the, close to something of that level, then, yeah, it's a, it's a huge boon, you know, particularly considering cornerback uh, – you know, was that that spot was manned by Dante Johnson last year, and uh, yeah. you know, he was not a horrible quarterback, but uh, they needed to upgrade there. <laughs> Dante, poor Dante. <laughs> uh, well, and, and I know, know some fans are saying, no, he was a horrible quarterback. Uh, but anyways, he's on the Seahawks now, so those fans can rejoice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. Now one of the one of the best stories last year was Marquise Goodwin, um, and obviously you know how he's looked so far. We'll see when the pads come on in a month. Um, what do you think a, a realistic goal for him this year, as far as maybe numbers, maybe you know, um, you know, could he take over that number one spot? I mean, I mean, what have you seen, obviously from when he came here last year? To um to I guess the Rams game last end of last year. Well, yeah, I, I really thought it, for all the talk of you know he can he can you know run the whole route tree and et cetera et cetera. You know, I was like, well, yeah, he's 
He's a former Olympian. He's a track guy, and he's going to stretch the field, and he'll be effective doing that. And, you know, with Shanahan, he'll probably have the best year of his career. But anyway, I was yeah. wrong about that um, in that, you know, he did, you know, he, he could catch underneath stuff. You know, he he was – he certainly looked like an all-around receiver when he was out there, right? So um, I was impressed, and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't expecting him – um, to be as versatile as he was. Um, so, yes, could he be a number one? I mean, particularly when you look at his numbers uh, pre-Garoppolo pre um, and, and after Garoppolo took over. And you could say that about a lot of guys, but his his numbers were yeah. quite striking, and there was obviously a real connection there uh, very quickly uh, between the two. So, yeah, I think I mean, he was darn close to, I forget how, he, he was, what, 20, 30 yards away from 1,000 last year. So I think... You know, that sure. wouldn't, uh, you know, I think saying a, a thousand yard season uh, would be very realistic. And, and for the discussion to be like, hey, is is he actually the number one and it's not uh, Pierre Garçon? I think you know, that, that could happen as well. I do think his um, concussion history does bear, bear, you know, at least monitoring um, in that he had yeah. two, two last year. And he's had he's disputed the figure, uh, just saying sometimes he's been in the concussion protocol because he has a natural sensitivity to light, um, and so I think he's actually been in the concussion protocol. And I, I wouldn't swear to this, but I think a minimum of five times, uh, it may be more than uh, that. And yeah. he he's he said he's actually had you know fewer than that actual concussions. However. When you start approaching those numbers, um, you know, and then you have another, I, you know, he, he's certainly given no indication publicly that he's ever considered, you know, ending his career or he's concerned sure. about long-term effects, et cetera. However, I think at some point for everyone, um, that has to become a consideration. So, um, you know, hopefully, obviously, uh, that's kind of behind him, but – I do think it's got to be, you know, an area of concern. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we've talked to people like you know Jamie Winborn who has obviously a hard time remembering his kid's name. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, wait a minute, what am I thinking? Um, and I'm sure yeah. it's from those hits. I mean, it's scary. Um, you know, um, you know, and obviously, um, before we let you go, I, I think we all know that. Uh, you know, Mr. Garoppolo will take as far as he can this year. Um, but with the amount of speed we do have on the team, uh, you know, there is some speculation that he's trouble with the deep passes and his touch down the field. Um, what do you what do you say to maybe those speculations that other people may have with that? Yeah, I saw the numbers from Pro Football Focus um, from last year. I was surprised because I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he basically completed every pass, right? Uh, you know, it just seemed like there yeah, was a whole seemed, lot of mistakes yeah. that I made. <laughs> so that took me a surprise. But, yeah, I think that's another thing that bears monitoring. You know, it's not something I noticed, um, you know, but in your mind's eye when you think about Garoppolo's completions, uh, there are there weren't a ton of, you know, deep strikes, uh, you know, where he hit Goodwin for 80 yards or anything. Uh, um, so, yeah, if you're going to find some sort of chink in the armor, you know, and maybe that's it. Everyone 
probably has some sort of weakness. So I did notice in off-season practices, you know, some of his deep balls did tend to flutter a bit, um, you know, but other times uh, they didn't, and, and they were great throws. So, um, again, I'll go back to I'm not sure how much we need to make of uh, of off-season practices. Um, but I, I don't think it's for lack of arm strength. I don't, you know, as I like to say, arm talent. He's got plenty of that. Uh, you know, with Garoppolo, I don't think there's any huge reason for, for major concerns, and I, I think he's going to be fine, you know, throwing the deep ball, even though the numbers do bear out. That wasn't a, a strong suit of his last year, but um, I'm sure Jalen Ramsey would, would point to his, among other Garoppolo calls, oh for his that deep funny. ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a scheme, though. It's a scheme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what, whatever it was, it, it worked, you know. <laughs> all right, so we all we always joke with. Obviously, you know, I was talking to you last year in Chicago about obviously <laughs> Mr. Grant Cohen. Um, so obviously, you know, Grant's Mr. Negative that all the fans think. Um, the obviously the expectation as a writer for the Forty ers or someone who covers the Forty ers would say. A playoff berth this year, is that realistic? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. When you, Grant's got to tell you, hell no, okay? <laughs> well, that's all right. That's fine. I, was just, uh, I forget what I – I mean, last year, I think I put it to 79, which was looking pretty awful. Um, yeah. Uh, let's say in uh, – uh, I, I guess November. Uh, however, it obviously turned to be uh, uh, turned out to be pretty close. Doesn't mean I'm a good prognosticator. Far from it. I'm usually way off. But I, I just I just bring that up to say I was probably more optimistic than most about the Niners last year. And I, I think there's, um, you know, you, you factor in. Yes, they they were six and ten. But as everyone will note, that would that would includes five and zero oh with. Uh, actual quarterback and then you know I think it's given the way the season ended we all kind of tend to forget there were you know five straight losses in there by three points or less so while they were a one in ten team that was a one of the finest one in ten teams you'll ever see uh oh, you know but really <laughs> yeah so if they if they you know say give, give them three of those you know, those five, yeah, three, five of those, yeah. three points. And I was getting, getting three wins there. Right there. And they're talking about they finished nine and seven. And, um, yeah, but I, I think just given the fact that they have Garoppolo for a full season, that alone is enough to make them a playoff contender, um, you know, period. And they don't have terrible talent around him. I think mm-hmm. the defense, um, you know, turned out to be pretty solid by the end, end of last year. I don't statistically, it show, I don't think it looks very impressive when you look at points allowed and yards allowed, etc. Um, but there are enough pieces for them to be okay. You know, the way we started this conversation, yeah. I don't think they're in danger of being dominant just because they don't have, you know, ferocious pass rushers. Um, but yeah, I think there's right. a lot of talent on the roster for them to be a playoff contender, particularly when you factor in they have a quarterback. Of course, all it takes is one big hit on Jimmy Garoppolo. And, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not it sure all goes down. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure the cast they have, you know, when you throw in C.J. Bethard 
is playoff worthy, but I think, uh, you know, having a quarterback uh, erases a multitude of sins. And what's interesting is obviously, you know, there's been a lot of talk with Fred Warner playing the, the, the middle linebacker position that maybe once, if he does get suspended, if he doesn't get suspended, Foster, um, could he take over Eli Harrell's position when he gets back? I mean, that, that, that's a very yeah. good question. Um, it's a question they uh, no. posed to Shanahan or maybe Salah, and they just said, no, he's an inside linebacker. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, that, yeah that, the question was answered pretty, pretty definitively. Pretty quickly. Yeah, that's not, yeah, unless they've got – and this is a pretty straight shooting stuff by NFL standards. So um, while it would be foolish to take them at their word, every, you know, at whatever they say, uh, they're not known for, you know, say, offering – Bold face line. So, you know, they, they've said he is an inside linebacker. That's where he's going to play in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't – I think their pass rushers are, are their pass rushers. There's there's no you know, tricks up their sleeve unless, you know, you could always, you know, pull off a trade or, or, or whatever. But um, I think they're, they are certainly prepared to enter the season with what they have. No, absolutely. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Um, follow Eric Branch at, at Eric underscore Branch. By the way, why are you why are you not uh, certified, verified? What's going I don't on know, there, but I, <laughs> the people get such a kick out. Someone of asked me I that. I was so like, much, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I get so much uh, grief for it that it's kind of become my thing, right? It makes me special and unique, if nothing else. So I'm kind of I did. You know, I guess it. You know, there's a certain uh, process you can go through, which um, the yeah. online folks at the Chronicle said, "Oh, you know, just you know, this is how you do it." And so I did go through the steps um, to say, "Hey, I'm a real person. I actually, you know, well, I should yeah. do siphon sense the Chronicle, etc." <laughs> right, right, right. So I did that, and and we're talking years ago, and it never, um, oh. obviously, it, it never got me anywhere. Yeah. And then so people will say, oh, you got to try this way or, you know, try this again or whatever. But, again, I kind of um, enjoy it just because, I don't know, it's funny. You know, people say, well, I mean, that that would be the retort from other beat writers. Well, you know, you're not verified or whatever. Exactly. And, um, so, anyway, I, I think it's it's gotten <laughs> to the point of, of, good, of mm-hmm. good fun. So if I wake up tomorrow and I'm verified, you know, I, I won't complain or anything, but uh, – yeah, I'm not right. Fighting exactly. for verifi- I'm not fighting for my verification. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe and, whoever does it, you know, maybe they have read me and said, you know, this is not worthy of verification. Uh, yeah, you know, no, that could be the no. case. I, uh, any any number of possibilities here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you can definitely uh, check out all this stuff on www.sfchronicle.com. Eric, we hope to see you in Green Bay. And once again, my invitation stands to you, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, a- absolutely. I I, uh, I plan to see. Has the location been? Uh, uh, yes, I been was, identified yes, in Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you absolutely. may have already actually. Okay, that that would be yeah. great. Yeah, I'll, I I will plan to see you in October. Great, Eric. All right. Well, you take care and have a blessed blessed year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Okay. And that was Mr. Eric Branch. 
So uh, definitely go check him out. And uh, yes, that is him. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, Dina. Um, what a nice guy. Eric is a super nice guy. Uh, he will talk to all the fans. Um, and once again, guys, if you you are going to Green Bay, um, um, on occasion, our uh, both Matts will be stopping by and Eric Brand. So uh, you will see flyers out on Facebook and Twitter for that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a real fun time. So, um, so yeah, um, and, uh, yeah, Dina, did you have uh, anything you would like to go over that Eric may have said? No. I mean, I, I like his no, answers. I like the fact that he's not, yeah. you know, he said, wait, wait, and before you start saying that, which is that's where I'm at, I kind of, I, you know, I just sitting back and watching. I mean, really, what are you seeing so far? You haven't seen them in pads. You haven't. They're just playing. I mean, they're not touching their nice. And so, at this point, no, you can't really tell what they're doing. So, whether you know, oh, somebody might say Garnett's not looking good right now. Well, he's not doing anything yet. So until he plays, and I see him dressed out and see him doing things, then until then, I don't think it's fair to judge it at all at this point. No. And I'm kind of no, shocked that Matt was willing to call that a surprise uh, cut, you know, without having any kind of contact or anything yet. I mean, right now it's just getting yeah. familiar with things and stuff. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand that because you're not really seeing a lot of. You're not seeing their best out of them yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're seeing no. who's the workers and who the workhorses are, but you're not seeing. You know, maybe Garnett's just, you know, slacking, which would not be surprising, just kind of slugging it off because it's not anything to really do. And run routes yeah. and catch the ball, okay, that's not, you know, until you get into pads, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're just trying to guard no, somebody, absolutely. you can't really tackle them. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I, mean I, I agree with Eric that you shouldn't be, you know, wait and see what happens before you sit there and say, oh, well, I think you should be cut already. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, we'll see. I mean, cut, traded. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? I mean, it's hard because there's so many I like to keep. (laughs) I know. I I see so much talent in them, but the talent doesn't mean that it's the talent we're looking for. Even though it's talent, it's just it's not it's not going to be. Some of those guys are really good and their numbers look really good, but you know Kyle might not see the talent that he wants, and they're gone. Yeah, I do want to give a special shout out before we leave here um, uh, to Angelie Asha, who obviously um, we played her music over the years. And uh, she was in a car accident, hit by a drunken driver. Once again, guys, use Uber, man. Use Uber, use cab, whatever, man. Don't drink and drive, man. Just don't do it. Uh, Thank God she's okay. Uh, She should be home soon. Um, You know, all of our prayers are out to her. And, uh, you know, we're very thankful that... uh, she or Angel Buyer. So, um, you know, our next show probably, well, yeah, our next show will probably be with the 49ers. So, 
and there will be a Kohukukukatini. So, um, yeah, any final thoughts, Dina? No. <laughs> it's so yeah, hard right okay. now. There's, like, nothing to talk about. I know. There's, I mean, there's not even drama. I tell you, you know, you know those, those other, foster those other podcasts are going yeah, those other podcasts go on every day. I don't know how you guys do this. It's hard, man. It's hard. But, I mean, there's little things to talk uh, about, but I mean, I guess, you know, they're yeah. talking about the future and stuff, but it's really hard to talk when there's there's no action. There's no Twitter talk. There's no, I mean, the most exciting thing that's happened in a week is Ramsey talking smack. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. not been, any, you know, the drama's all gone with, with, uh, um, Ruben Foster, everybody's just, I mean, they have, I think they said 60 to 90 days to make a decision on his, if he's going to be suspended or not. So that's just kind of like, well, that's a long ways down the road. So nobody's sitting by waiting for that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, besides that, uh, you know, right now they're on vacation. Yeah. The last couple of weeks, and you know, they usually take a couple of weeks off, and then they'll start working out again, and then uh, they'll report to camp. I mean, actually, I saw a video right before the show uh, with um, Sherman with Crash Bandicoot, and then he's like, "You know, they know I like oh, it so much. They invited me to their crib, so he's playing Crash Bandicoot with him in the background, and then you have a chorus." Colbert said, hey, how did he get invited before I did? What about me? I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, Jesus. They're they're all into the game. They're gaming. I'm like, here we go with the gaming. Last year it was, or in the beginning of offseason, it was the three boys, the CJ, um, Taylor, and Kittle that were all talking about gaming. And now they're on to wrestling and the other three are retweeting back to gaming. Hmm. And these guys, they'll tell you, they'll tell you their, yeah, they'll tell you their their num their names on there. Um, uh, what's I think uh, Cart was one of them that told his name on there, but it depends what system they're on. Uh, some are on Xbox, some are on PlayStation. It's back and forth. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, on PlayStation. Oh. I got tired of the the red. Burr, 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 burr. That's what I got. Mine's dead. Yeah, my mm-hmm. I got tired of the red eye all the time and having to open and shut the door fifty thousand times and smack the top of it and knock <laughs> and then knock scratch, on it and then oh yeah, yeah, and then scratch and then scratch my CD and be mad. <laughs> Take it to the guy and have him resurface it for me. Luckily, everyone that I had resurfaced worked. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, my gosh. I forgot the biggest news of the night. I, see, I'm spacey tonight. Uh, I know. So the 49ers okay. are sent a Mike McGlinchey signed autographed jersey. Size XL. Uh, once we get oh. that, I will take a picture of it. Uh, it will come with a COA. We will put that on NinersRadio.com. Uh, me and Dina need to come up with some kind of way uh, to uh, give that away. But uh, thanks to Bob Lang and the San Francisco 49ers, um, as always, 
Um, so once I get that, I'll take a picture of it, and uh, we'll put that on the website. And we'll come up with a creative idea how to give that away. But I think we're going to do it through our website. We're not going to do it on the show. Maybe we'll bring the winner on the show. No. Maybe that's yeah. what we'll do. No. Maybe we'll bring that's the winner. That's on the website. Yes. So NinersRadio.com. So look for that. As soon as I get that, we will take a picture of it. And, uh, and yeah. So uh, that was pretty cool of them to do. So um, sometimes you have to have friends Don, in low places. Juice check. <laughs> juice check. Juice check. Yes, our audio uh, That's juice okay. check is still up there. I'm sure I can get juice check to sign my jersey. That's right. Well, let's play for today. Um, how are you today, Kyle? Oh, I'm doing well. How about you, Dina? Oh, geez. She has that. See, now I've embarrassed her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's not embarrassed. I just hate hearing my own voice. <laughs> Got this little girl right, voice. So, so listen. Yeah, so everyone, uh, drink responsibly. Uh, Angeli, we love you, and we hope you get home soon. And... Uh, uh, here's Angeli with uh, Hold Me Down. And until next time, guys, uh, go Niners, and thanks for joining us.